Had you only hours to convince a beloved friend that there is value in the things that you value? Would you search through space and time to find the perfect words to convey your convictions? When every word counts, rise and proclaim your opinions to be the light of the galaxy. Balls, 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 penis, balls, balls, balls. Balls, balls, bonus content, penis, penis, balls. It's just an hour of that. <laughs> that's that's and the, me just trying to get a word in edgewise. <laughs> that's the bonus this week, listeners. It's just me saying penis and balls a whole bunch. You're welcome. Well, this intro is dog shit. My name's Leo, yeah. and I like Star Trek. Hi, I'm Jack. I don't like Star Trek. That is the premise of the show. This is bonus content. You're welcome. Uh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> you're telling me you're going to delete the th- part where you just said balls for like <laughs> No, I'm leaving that seconds. in. <laughs> I'm leaving that in for okay. sure, but I'm leaving all the other garbage. <laughs> yeah, the rest of that was, was fucking bullshit. <laughs> uh, this is bonus content, so as uh, as is tradition with bonus content, we're going to uh, have a reading from Back to Eden by Jethro Kloss, the complete original text. My favorite uh, work of fiction <laughs> Jack's favorite book um, let's see well do you have any re- do you have any requests anything that um, that you're that, that you're looking I would like to the... know what is on page 69 of this book good call thank you uh, oh you know what uh, page 69 is uh, the second of two pages on uh, on having an all fruit diet. Oh. It's not on a specific uh, item, but oh, that's. I want to say up top that is wildly bad for you. Yeah, yeah. Like doing what he did to himself in Super Size Me is better for you than having an all fruit diet. Yeah. Um, well, and this uh, doesn't this doesn't say all fruit diet. It just says chapter seven fruit diet. Okay. So I'm just going to read this whole uh, quote unquote chapter. It is literally less than two pages. Uh, All fruits contain acids which are necessary for the proper elimination of various toxins, poisonous acids, and other impurities. Wait, so good acid fights poisonous acid? Yeah. In this scenario? Okay. I believe you're familiar with... That checks out. Let's keep going. Yeah, I believe you're familiar with homeopathy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Natural acids are highly alkaline. Uh, The value of a fruit diet... Hang on, got to stop you again. We're not going to get through these two pages if, at this rate. <laughs> Alkaline. It's that literally means the opposite of acid. There's it's 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 a uh, God. That's like saying that that natural light has a lot of darkness in it. It does. Yeah, yeah. Light is made of darkness. No, it isn't. I, no, that's I'm I'm skipping ahead here, and that's what chapter eight says. It says light is made of wonderful. Darkness. Okay, <laughs> keep keep reading. The value of a fruit diet cannot be overestimated, especially in sickness, ill health, or whenever the body is filled with poisons. It cannot be overestimated. So if I estimate that it will give me the powers of Superman, yep, I'm still not overestimating it because it cannot be overestimated. No, exactly, you can't. Okay. Germs. This all checks out so far. Hang on. <laughs> oh, God damn it. This next sentence. Germs cannot grow and live in fruit juices. Famously. <laughs> uh, there's not. <laughs> yes, that, that famously sterile environment. Fruit, fruit juice. Fruit <laughs> <laughs> Famously, we both haven't committed our entire careers to the study of what happens when yeast lives in fruit juice. Uh, typhoid fever and cholera germs cannot resist the action of fruit juices such as lemon. This makes it sound like lemon, orange, pineapple, and strawberry are like seducing typhoid fever. Uh, cannot resist the action of fruit juices such as lemon, orange, pineapple, strawberry, apple, and grapefruit. Uh, a fruit diet will disinfect the stomach and alimentary canal. Fresh fruits are more effective for this pur- purpose than stewed fruits. Uh, I mean, that's probably yeah, true. Fresh to like in some in the in a way. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. 
yeah. citric, malic, tartaric acids are powerful germicides found in fruits. Uh, yeah, technically. That's probably yeah. also sort of true. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, concentrated tartaric acid will probably kill anything because it will burn your skin if you put it on your skin and hold it there. Um, mm. Malic acid. Which means it'll kill anything because there's nothing stronger than a human skin. We say it all the time. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep yeah uh malic acid is found in pineapples apples quinces pears apricots plums peaches cherries just the whole list huh jesus christ man it's like he's trying to fill out a word count. yeah uh citric acid is found in strawberries red raspberries blah 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 tartaric acid is obtained from grapes and pineapples tartaric acid is important in treating all diseases of hyperacidity such as lung diseases sore throat indigestion um okay probably not true but like fine like yeah i don't know about lung diseases but you know i mean drinking pineapple juice isn't gonna hurt you but also take your medicine yeah it, i guess is where i would go with that pineapple juice is soothing on a sore throat i'll give it that same with the yeah. orange and yeah. all the citruses oxalic acid found in, is found in plums tomatoes rhubarb sorrel yellow dog spinach and is especially good for constipation and inactive liver lactic acid is found in buttermilk and clabber milk and soybean bu- and also soybean buttermilk okay we're just off of fruit now yeah what the fuck now he's just talking about different types of acid yeah uh it is better to use fruits uncooked never sweeten them with cane sugar yeah sure a fruit diet is excellent is an excellent cure for chronic constipation also for reducing i don't know what reducing means does that mean weight loss i mean who the fuck knows with this freak um um, I will give him that um, a whole shitload of raw plants will help constipation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You will be the opposite of constipated. Yeah, for sure um, true. Almost immediately. Can uh, confirm. Better drink some water is all I'm going to add to that. Yeah. Fruit, <laughs> fruit is an ideal food. It develops more slowly than other products. Therefore, for a longer time, receives the beneficial effects of the sunlight and air. What the fuck are you talking about? Fruit grows slow, more slowly than other things. Would you like to ask what other things? Um, I would love to know. Shut up. I mean, tree, trees, I guess. I guess. Like, fruit I mean, does grow. I, I, I will agree that a fruit, like, most fruit is better food than eating trees. Yeah. He's got me there. Yeah, and it's also fruit is better than like eating refined sugar. But so now after all this the multiple times that he's talked about like uh stewed and cooked fruits, and admittedly this isn't cooked, but it's still a it's still talking about dried fruits. So dates, raisins and figs and many other dried fruits have become staple foods in civilized countries. Dates and raisins are high in natural sugar, which is very easily assimilated. Figs both fresh and dried, especially black mission figs are rich in bone building elements. Oh, God, fuck you, Jethro. Bone-building elements. Yeah. I love to eat raisins to build my bones. Yeah, you know how they're, how figs are famous for, they always, you know, your mom used to tell you, make sure and eat your figs for your bones. Yeah, I love to have a, a wolverine adamantium skeleton because I live on an all-fig diet. Yep. My And my other superpower is just that I'm constantly spraying diarrhea from... <laughs> from my all fig diet (laughs) oh my god i don't i don't think that i ever told you this uh this is something i found out from the history podcast that one of the popes that died uh during the whole uh papal schism thing okay sorry for a second i was like what history podcast i i didn't realize you meant your history podcast and i thought you meant there was one history (laughs) podcast which is dan carlin's hardcore history if there's only going to be one but yes yes it is yes there are there are other ones yeah no my my history (laughs) podcast uh where i did the episode about uh the the papal schism in uh 13th century france and one of the popes uh one of the things that was noted in one of the re- one of the sources that i used uh said that he died by uh dysentery brought on by an overindulgence in ripe figs there's a president that died i can't remember which one it was it was one of the like the old-timey presidents garfield maybe um who just like like the day before he died like there's 
it's not really like established why he died, but the day before he died, he ate like two pounds of cherries and drank several gallons of milk. Huh. And which I mean, it's like a hot day and it's like, well, that doesn't seem like the move. Yeah. If you want to shit yourself to death, that's a real good way to do it. That's a great way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I can't imagine a combination of things that would make me more, um, in a pipe cleaning mode than that. Yeah. Yeah. That Uh, would really, uh, that would really do it. Especially if you've got any kind of lactose sensitivity. I was, I was marveling the other day at the fact that I used to drink milk just like as a regular beverage. Oh yeah. I I drank a shit ton of milk until I was like 20, probably 20, 21. Yeah. I drink like a lot of milk, like, like a couple fucking pints a day. Yeah, I finally figured out that I had a lactose problem, and I switched switched to like lactate milk for a couple of years, uh, and then I finally—I mean, I haven't—I ha- haven't had milk in my house in years, and even like the the milk alternatives, I never like, or very very rarely will actually pour a glass and drink it because it just seems like such a strange thing to drink. Oh yeah, no, I I can't. I don't think I've ever. just had a glass of almond milk like i have it in my house to use as creamer for my uh for my chicory in the mornings okay so we haven't talked about how mad you've got about the chicory i know i think we should talk about the chicory because i figured out why i mean first of all it was just part of like our uh dialectic that i had to get mad at you uh for for drinking. sure we get mad at each other that's yeah that's the podcast <laughs> but i realized what it was exactly that chicory was like triggering in my brain I, I figured out what it was triggering in my brain and it has to do with donald sutherland okay so first of all, there was an episode of The Simpsons when Donald Sutherland played, uh, voiced the like the curator of the Springfield Museum or something. It was the episode where they introduced the words uh, "embiggen" and "cromulent," uh, a noble spirit embiggens oh, the yeah. smallest man. Classic, classic episode. Classic yeah. episode. Um, yeah. But yeah. so Donald Sutherland's character as the museum curator uh, says that he likes to drink chicory. Um, but Donald Sutherland having such an iconic voice, it's hard to separate him from uh, other kind of iconic roles that he's played. So in Animal House, he plays a professor who the way the movie treats it is, you know, it's not like he's a bad guy. But in kind of a, uh, a modern retrospective uh, look at it, uh, he's a professor who fucks a student um, and it's not great. And at one point, Tom Hulse right. is like this the student's boyfriend, and the and I forget the the, the name of the woman who plays the uh, the girl that, that Donald Sutherland sleeps with. Um, but uh, Tom Hulse comes over to like her place, and Donald Sutherland comes out. They've clearly just slept together. Donald Sutherland is in like a big knitted sweater, uh, like a uh, with the with the, the a cardigan, a big knitted cardigan, and then he walks past Tom Hulse into the, into the kitchen, and he reaches into a high cabinet for a, a, a mug. And uh, you realize that he is not wearing anything underneath his uh, his sweater. So when you said that you were drinking chicory, I thought of Donald Sutherland's ass. That seems like more of a you problem than a me problem. That's fair. Yeah, I like my warm. I like my warm bark based <laughs> beverage. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry it makes you think of an ass you don't like. Yeah, we- we didn't really get into the uh, the relative superiority of bark based beverages versus bean based beverages. Sorry, you think you should only drink hot beverages if they're made of bean juice rather than bark juice? <laughs> Fucking assholes. Let's just agree that at least neither of us is making is drinking anything made of out of any goddamn leaves like an English person. Yeah, no, fuck the English. It's a long-established uh, position of this podcast that the English are the worst people in history. Speaking of the English being the worst people in history, uh, I want to make a Twitter recommendation. 
a twit commendation. Where's this going? <laughs> okay, so there is an author who is, uh, uh, I guess, has like dual British and French citizenship, but lives in France. And one of his neighbors, they uh, were an older English couple who owned a property there and were planning on retiring there. But now, because of Brexit, they are not going to be able to do that. Uh, and of course, they voted for Brexit and cannot process the fact that uh, that this mm. is all their fault, right? Yeah, you did. You sent me this, and I looked at it for a little bit. It's it it is gratifying. Yeah, it's very gratifying. So check out. Uh, it's at Archer A G R underscore R S, um, and just just scroll through it. You'll find it at the top of his feed. But it's it's been a a long going. It's been several weeks that he's been like live tweeting this uh, this entire thing with this uh, British family and their this couple and their idiot son who uh, refused to accept that. Uh, that they are not in fact persecuted and that they chose this and it's their fault. Um, also speaking of Twitter. So I, I'm going to make you do something that's probably going to annoy you. Oh, good. Um, that's fair. I texted you this and we'd sort of talked about it, but I really want to dig into it. So a couple days ago, all of those sort of like left, like hard lefty, but also like irony comedy, Twitter, sphere that i'm in mm -hmm. was talking about this particular image and it is an image of with nine panels with different animals and and quantities of them right and the challenge is pick two they will defend you the rest is coming to kill and by the way i've seen now multiple iterations of this with various different things uh filling up all of those panel panels yeah no and and i mean i've seen takes on like okay well what how about like i get in a canoe and then i have two hippopotamus and and a, the guy with the gun um because that would probably work um but anyway but the classic the classic game is uh so you can pick from 50 bald e or 50 golden eagles 10 alligators, 3 grizzly bears, 7 uh, bulls, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, one guy yes. with a gun. 15 wolves, 10,000 rats, 5 gorillas, or 4 lions. Mm -hmm. And I stand by, it's 10,000 rats plus something else. Because nothing in that list can defeat 10,000 rats. Okay, so it, it depends on your your ability to uh, control or to rely on the instincts of uh, each of the things on those lists, on, on that list. Because 10,000 rats, if they all just run away, are useless. But if you're the rat king and you can direct the rats, then yeah, you're right. 10,000 <laughs> rats are definitely going to defeat anything. Um, yeah, there's no stopping 10,000 10, rats if I can completely control them. But I would even say 10,000 rats with just the basic command of defend Jack would be unstoppable. Yeah, probably. But also, but on, conversely, because the thing you have to consider on this is that whatever you don't pick is coming to attack you. Right. So 10,000 rats with the, with the command kill that guy. That's a... Big fucking issue. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, the flip side, though, is what's uh, of the other things, what's going to be the most effective at uh, at stopping the rats? And I think it's the birds. And I, I know it's only. Yeah, that's why I th that's why I think you go 10,000 rats and 50 eagles. Yeah. Yeah. Then the other guys got then the attacking guys got no. And yeah, I mean, between the eagles and the rats, they're going to take out the guy with the gun in like five seconds. He's not going to be able to effectively like. You can't do. You can't deal with. No, I don't care what kind of gun you have. You can't deal with both of those at the same time. No, no. Uh, and and well, and the guy in the picture does not have a shotgun, which is what you absolutely need in order to have a fucking prayer against against ten thousand rats, ten thousand yeah. rats, and uh, or and, also yeah, eagles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need a shotgun for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, which which I think he just has like a pistol or or just like a standard rifle or something. No, he has like a hunting rifle. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I choose to interpret it as just guy with a gun. Um, but it's also like, like, what am I doing in this scenario? Like, what, like, could I also have a gun? Could I be inside my house? Um, I like to think that you're, um, 
in some sort of a uh, like a stasis chamber. Okay. Like uh, you know, you're like you're the precious cargo, and uh, and they uh-huh. are forming some sort of um, animal caravan uh, that has to get you through like this. Uh, oh, so it's like an escort mission. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that's they think that's how you have to look yeah. at it. Um, yeah, I gotta I gotta go with ten thousand rats and fifty eagles. I mean, uh, yeah, it's 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 solid. I don't remember what my pick was the first time we had this conversation, uh, but uh, but you said something stupid. I think. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm gonna go fucking find it. It was 50 eagles and 10 alligators. I already oh, it. 50 eagles and 10 alligators still sounds pretty good. Except for how is that going to help you against 10,000 rats? I think an eagle could take out like a several, you know, like he could probably, an eagle could probably. You're right. That the, the eagles will churn through the yeah, rats. Yeah, like eagles can probably but take will, out. But while the eagles are tur- churning through the rats, you also got five gorillas and fucking 10 alligators yeah but the, no, the, the rats the, are going to be the are going to be faster than everything else so the rats are going to show up first the gorillas are going to be in the back the alligators i mean how many rats can one alligator chomp in a single chomp like probably i didn't think i didn't think about waves of deployment here but you're right yeah. like you got to assume that um because the the alligators are going to be chomping unless you assume there's like an actual competent general that is directing these forces against you you got to assume that they yeah they're just all going to like just run at yeah. you and yeah, you're right. The rats are going to be there first. Yeah, and the alligators are going to chomp five to ten uh, ten rats per bite. I'm going to say, uh, and then the, sure. the eagles are probably going. You know, it's fifty eagles, so they're taking out like they're taking out fifty eagles every minute, or fifty. They're they're taking out fifty rats every minute or two. So I mean, ten thousand is still a fuckload, and the the rats are going to get a few of them, but. Well, you also have to consider that the guy there there is a guy with a gun shooting your eagles. Yeah, it, well, that, this is happening. He can't do shit with that gun, though. That's true. He's he'd have to be a very good shot. Yeah, to, I mean, especially to like kill an eagle with that they're, gun. They're they're fucking attacking. Like when you go hunt birds, you know, you flush uh, a, you you flush a, a you know some quail or ducks or whatever, and they fly off in a predictable direction because they go up from where they wherever they were sitting and just up and away, and they're not like trying to fucking like. A dive bomb and attack anything so i think even with a shotgun he's not going to be very successful against those eagles what if he kills the alligators instead i don't think it's very easy to kill an alligator though. well actually if he's got a hunting rifle with some with like a head like a fucking 45 70 yeah. or something you know a bigger gauge right. hunting rifle uh and he's a decent shot uh that's one shot kill yeah he's he's gonna get yeah he'd just be headshotting those alligators yeah which means the rats are going to overwhelm you. Yeah, fuck that. All right. Okay, my idea was stupid. You're right. <laughs> have we... Have we do, you, do you want to watch Star Trek? <laughs> I was just about to ask whether or not we have talked about Star Trek at all in the last 20 minutes. Not at all, no. I don't think so. All right. Uh, this episode, do you, you already know what it's about, but do you want to know the title of this episode? It is going to make uh, you sad. Sure. Uh, it is called Space Seed. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> okay, so I guess we never really established why we're watching this episode. So we are watching the... I, I mean, guess... if they've been listening to bonus content, they know. <laughs> no, I know, but just in case there's somebody new listening, I mean... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> don't want to be completely alienating listeners. If you, if you um, somehow so, jumped in on this episode, so Star Trek: The Motion Pictures two, three, and four are a trilogy, right? But then there's an episode of the original series that you need to get context for uh, the second for for uh, Star Trek two. So. With uh, with with us being who we are, we elected to watch Star Trek four, then Star Trek two, then the now we're going to watch the uh, the episode that establishes the context for Star Trek two, and then we're going to watch Star Trek three, which is the yep. mathematically worst possible order you could do this in. <laughs> yeah, it is the most wrong way that this could be done. 
Uh, yeah. And I'm proud of us for finding that, for finding that solution. Yeah, yeah it's I it's kind it's of an achievement, honestly. Solved Fermi's paradox. You don't know what that is. I have, I'm assuming it has something to do with Star Trek. It does not. <laughs> Actually, it kind of does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's classic. All right. Space Seed, everyone. Here uh, we go. God, that name sucks. <laughs> it sucks so bad. First of all, <laughs> I don't know about you, but the fact that the Khan's ship uh, was supposed to have come from the 1990s just really made me want to hear Smash Mouth. As soon as they beamed <laughs> onto it. <laughs> um, nothing you could ever do to me would make me want to hear Smash Mouth. <laughs> I mean, not that I legitimately want to hear Smash Mouth, but I feel like that's what should be happening. And Khan, like when he wakes up, should be quoting, uh, like I don't know, Mike Myers movies or something like that. <laughs> He just that wakes should... up and he's like, somebody wants to. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, uh, fuck. I, I hate the decade I grew up in. Uh, fucking dog shit decade. Uh, all right. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, we'll just lay out the entire plot of the episode because it's pretty fucking straightforward. It's pretty straightforward. Um, I do, I do want to ha- uh, suggest an alternative title, which is Space Nut. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, there are so many ways that they could change this title that would be less gross than Space Seed. Yeah, I went the other way. I went more gross. Um, yeah. But yeah. I have a lot of serious problems with this episode <laughs> as you probably guessed no i i thought it was airtight and totally culturally acceptable yeah and the politics are great yeah real good <laughs> not at all like horrifying uh so um yeah so the premise of the episode is they find a spaceship it's full of uh frozen super soldiers they unfreeze one of them that's Khan. he tries to take over the ship uh, fails and then they dump him on the planet where we catch back up with them in the in Star Trek to the Wrath of Khan. Yeah, um, that's the episode. Okay, see you guys next week. <laughs> um, oh, no. I, uh, I this this was fucking frightening. Like, yeah, the politics on display here are like fucking terrifying. Yeah, it's um, real bad. So I guess first of all, I want to go back to the '90s thing where like they predict that there's going to be some sort of uh genocide war eugenics the, war yeah it was it was the last as spock says it was the last quote unquote world war right on earth and it was about eugenics and it's like we already had that one actually you guys yeah but we did, by, we, did we ran that one already but by uh, the 90s we're much better at eugenics presumably sure yeah i remember the 90s um yeah um i I don't know i guess it's like they're so like sci-fi kind of i think by design has to kind of misapprehend what the future is going to look like because the future just kind of gets more and more boring and sci-fi has to be like a uh entertainment product um, well, and, and and it does this. This does the same thing that a lot of sci-fi um, often does, where it puts the the thing way too close to where we are. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, for you know, there's just there. It, it would have required a leap of which. Fuck. I mean, you think about it. Um, by well, we haven't landed on the moon yet, but we've been to space when the show airs, um, and and that would have been such a massive jump in uh in technol in technology um in what would have seemed like such a short period of time i i can kind of see how if you're living in the 60s you could 
totally think that it was reasonable to think that we would have, uh, you know, uh, interstellar, uh, you know, uh, uh, craft capable of interstellar travel and would sure. be capable of like long-term stasis, uh, you know, sleep pods. Yeah. I mean, not, that... to, not to go all like vulgar Marxist on the podcast. Cause I never do that. But, um, people thinking that technology is going to develop anything other than new ways to sell each other shit um in the current system they're you're deluding yourself like like that's all that's all it's going to be that's all it has been it's just all right well what if what if the market got into your brain while you were sleeping um here's your cell phone you know what like what if what if elon musk figured out a way to stream music into your brain yeah, something like that. Fuck you, Elon Musk. Um, Thanks for listening, though. We appreciate your... <laughs> yeah, we're glad you're We listening. appreciate how many t-shirts you're buying, Elon. Yeah, thanks for buying all the t-shirts. Your child's name is fucking ridiculous. Grow up. Uh, you are not a self-made <laughs> man. You are a spoiled child who never had a father. Get a therapist and get off Twitter, you fucking asshole. We should make a t-shirt that says, Thanks for buying the t-shirts, Elon. and just every episode be like elon musk is buying so many of our (laughs) t-shirts like it's not even slander because it doesn't harm him in any way (laughs) yeah that would be a very easy shirt to make so (laughs) find that on our t public store um I'm going to have to start putting a link in the episode description to the T public store because it's not as simple as just go to tpublic.com slash Star Trek sucks. It's got a different, it's a whole, okay. it's, it's like T dot pub slash lick slash okay. Star Trek sucks. Slash lick. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I got a good job Spock before they, before they board, uh, the botany bay. Okay. Uh, Cause Spock is like looking, looking at his little, uh, you know, his, his, uh, readouts and stuff. And he's like, according to the computer readings, there is some sort of equipment functioning on that ship. Yeah. You don't say Spock. <laughs> good job, Spock. Yeah. And then a good job, Kirk immediately after that, because Kirk's response to that incredibly, uh, important information is red alert. There's yeah. Um, some I have sort a note- of equipment functioning. <laughs> I have a note about that red alert because it sets off the siren, which fine, that's like the siren to go to stations or whatever. But then like it cuts to like hours later and the siren's still going. So it's like, has the siren been going for hours? Because I don't think that, I think that would make your crew less ready to deal with anything. Yeah, that's a bad, um, <laughs> a bad way to do ship. I mean, I don't know if that's how ships work um get at us if you have been on a ship but specifically a ship under red alert conditions yes we don't want to hear about your carnal carnival cruise unless there was a red alert situation yeah and and actually if there was a red alert on your carnival cruise i extremely want to hear from you because yes very yeah we really want to hear about the fuck (laughs) what um but yeah uh very it just doesn't seem conducive to like just leave the siren on um but anyway go on Uh, with your yeah well from my general um uh from what i recall uh and usually on next generation it's usually like you say red alert and there is like a quick sound and then the like the red alert light keeps flashing which makes right. more, much more sense in terms of yes. you know making sure everybody knows that you're still on red alert anyway uh so we meet a historian yeah who is a uh uh painter I'm, I'm trying to get the i'm so i'm trying to get the era appropriate uh term right i believe she's a dumb bimbo oh i was uh, gonna say uh uh dippy broad yeah, your thing is better, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, just a horribly written, such, like such a profoundly misogynistic characterization 
um, that makes it so uncomfortable every second that she's on the uh, on the screen. Nobody in um, that writer's room has ever had a conversation with a woman that they weren't married to. What well, what's like particularly there's... upsetting is <laughs> Jesus. that um, I'm gonna look it up right now, but I think that uh, oh nope, all male. Never mind. Um, that uh, the the woman who died recently, uh, who was a uh, a writer on several episodes, I'm completely forgetting her name right now, uh, but she just recently passed away, and she was one of the regular writers for original series and several episodes of uh, Next Generation. And every once in a while, um, when we've been doing this, either on uh, TNG or original series episodes, we've come across shit where it's just like, God, this is horrible and fucked up. And have any of these writers ever even talked to a woman? And then you look at the. Uh, the fucking uh the the credits yeah and and she's one of the writers one of the credited writers it's like jesus christ it is just it is so deep this level of of dysfunction and uh and misogyny right um but yeah so apparently historian just means painter um no, it, like it literally just means that she fetishizes uh past conquerors like she's just like She's just the shipboard reactionary um, who, yeah, who paints pictures of, of conquerors and that's it. Like, that's that's the historian on the ship. Yeah. And Kirk is like, well, you better come on this dangerous away team mission. Crew member whose we name I can't to... fucking remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that weird, weird, like, very weird note for him to just be like... I don't remember women's names. And then later on, Khan, like, it is very explicit, like, very on the nose that Khan remembers her name. And it's right. such a weird fucking note that I don't, I don't even know what they were getting at with that. Well, he's supposed to be charming. He's supposed to be a good seducer. And uh, the things that you do as a good seducer is uh, in remember order. her name you corner one her, you break her hand yeah uh, well no break her hand later first okay, yeah, you tell you're her right. how to do her hair and then and then you just grab her and start doing her hair yeah um this and will 100 get you laid do it really badly that was the thing that really stood out about that scene i mean it's obviously problematic um that we and we don't even we even need to go into uh, how how problematic it is for a man to just start telling a woman how to fucking do her hair and makeup and shit. But like the hair, the, like the, the the hair department didn't even give her a hairdo that was easy for him to like take a bobby pin out and then like her hair's down. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, he, he that that is the funniest part about that scene is that he barely changes her hair. He just takes. He lets like two curls out and he's like, "See, look, you look more natural and feminine." It's like. No, she doesn't. <laughs> no. You just, she looks like she's not done doing her hair. Right she looks like you just <laughs> fucked up her hair, dude, man. What? Yeah. What the hell? Like you didn't change it to a different style. You just made it you made look it, not done. Yeah, you made it look like a bad <laughs> version of the same thing. <laughs> Here's a question for you that I, I think we may have brought this up in the, uh, in the Wrath of Khan recording, but... Is it brownface to have a, a aggressively tan Mexican man playing an Indian man? Okay, so here's a question back to you, and this might be racist, but is that the same actor? <laughs> yeah, it is. Okay, I yeah. did not think it was. Yeah, it's just, um, so Ricardo Montalban. The guy in Wrath of Khan seemed much smaller than this guy to uh, me, but... No, yeah, that might be just how it was shot or whatever. It, it's it's Ricardo Montalban. Um, he is not near like at this point in his career. Uh, he is just aggressively tan. I'm pretty sure it's just tan. I don't think that it, that it's uh, a ton of makeup on him. Um, I think he's just fucking tanning constantly. Um, and uh, and he's not right. nearly. Yeah, as, no, he is. His skin is alarming. Yeah, it, it's yeah, and it's that that like artificial tan. Uh, like I don't know if tanning beds existed in the '60s, but 
yeah, just not not like a natural level of uh of oh I've just been outside or at the beach or whatever, but it's that like weird old man with the shiny metal thing that you put underneath your chin kind of tan. It's not the color your skin turns if you work out in the sun all day. No. It's the color your skin turns if you're like doing weird drugs. <laughs> um. <laughs> it's it, it is definitely an uh yeah, it's a, a strange look. Like I said, it makes me think most of uh a, of like a dude from the eighties sitting in his Beverly Hills, you know, mansion poolside with one of those metal uh reflector like the silver reflector things um just to, I, yes yeah yeah absolutely yeah. It's very very strange um yeah i also i love the moment when Khan wakes up in um uh in the infirmary and he starts doing and the other guys when he wakes them up do this a little bit too but i swear to god that has to be what the screenwriters or the choreographers or whatever thought yoga was yeah, no, one thousand percent. That's what they think yoga is. Yeah, um, it's very, it's very funny. Yeah, um, just some. I also like that, like they're like, like especially like the the girl, whatever her fucking name is, Mag- MacGyver. Um, like she look like from the moment they find him, she's looking at him like, wow, he is like perfect, and it's like that guy, like he's he's not. Like he's muscular, but like his arms look like mine. He looks he looks all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he looks okay. Yeah. <laughs> like like not <laughs> he's not Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like No, it's but not... it's all it's well, it kind of it, it stands up a little bit more once he's uh woken up because like his his behavior is meant to be understood to be uh you know seductive or commanding yeah he's meant to be understood as an alpha but but he's written by again people that have never yeah ever (laughs) ever charmed somebody into doing anything the first thing that he asked the captain for once he wakes up is access to the computer the specs for the fucking the ship that they're on and kirk's Mm -hmm. like yeah no that that makes perfect sense totally normal request absolutely let me get that for you no he he literally says that's available to all patients in the hospital yeah what the that's why that's a bad (laughs) policy jim what the fuck are you talking about yep Anybody who's in our hospital for any reason can have access to all of the technical specifications <laughs> of the entire ship just from a little monitor that can swing right over to their bed. You're welcome. Yeah. You know, like, we know you're going to want to do some reading in your hospital bed, which, fair enough, you probably would. Yeah, sure. But here's what we'll provide you for reading. The technical specifications of our flagship military vessel yeah it's not good just go ahead and check those out bone up on that yeah yeah it's bad seems like it'll probably be fine so um i was about so we're getting to the scene where uh where uh historian macgyver uh shows up in the hospital room and he will say seduces her um <laughs> yeah okay. uh, and she yeah, I, I was just, I was about to be shocked by the, uh, by like the level of, of misogyny and everything. But then the more I was thinking about it, it was like, if this guy was a real guy, if this is, you know, if he, if he is the way that they've described him in any era, he absolutely would behave like this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But he, but he, you know, the difference is he wouldn't be successful. Right. Right. Like, yeah. But yeah, like the, the, the problem is, the problem is that like, he is portrayed as a cool guy that that should be in charge of society yeah and it's like no not not at all um so there's one detail that comes up in the episode here that doesn't didn't come up in the movie and i didn't um previously realize this but supposedly in the timeline of this show uh khan ruled like all of asia from 1992 to 1996 yeah yeah, yeah, that was surprising uh, to me. Yeah, <laughs> that is a like just from the detail. Urals to Japan. Yeah, Which, basically. What the fuck, man? 
um, but also, or they even said like the Middle East, so like from the Arabian Peninsula to Japan. Yeah, basically. Um, and this is also where the the like the writing is a little bit shit here because he has uh, he's refused to give his entire name, but he's identified himself as Khan. But then in that scene where they're talking about, oh yeah, this guy used to rule a quarter of the fucking planet um, from 1992 to 1996. And several of the guys in the room are like, oh yeah, I remember learning about that guy. Yeah, he's my favorite one of the emperors because because uh, he wasn't that bad and he didn't kill a whole bunch of people until people attacked him or blah, 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 whatever. And Spock is rightly like, are you serious right now? Yeah, no, Are Spock is definitely uh, my, like, surrogate voice in this episode where I'm like, bro, uh, no, like, stop yeah. romanticizing this, which, so I guess this gets into, like, kind of the, the big takeaway that I want to have on this, because, like, like, Alexander the Great, so first of all, you would remember this guy if he, if he ruled a third of the planet. You yeah, would absolutely. you wouldn't be like right. That was my that was my problem with the scene because several of them were like, oh yeah, I, I, this is what I like or this is what I do or don't remember about this guy. Um, and he they show a picture of him. He looks exactly the fucking same like now when he's on the ship as he did in 1992 to 1996 when he ruled a quarter of the planet. So there is no fucking re and he still introduces himself by his first name. So the idea that they had to like you know figure this have this whole meeting and figure this shit out uh, in order for somebody to be like, oh that's that dude, that's that dude. Like, right? That, he, it's yeah. Like, like it's not somebody, clever. Like. If, if your it's spaceship, like if, if you found Hitler, if like exactly, you went, if you unthought Hitler and he was like, "My name's yeah. Adolf." Yeah, if you unthought a man with a German accent and a tiny little mustache, <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, my name's Adolf. That's it. That's my whole name, just Adolf." And you're like, "I have my spidey senses tingling. This mm. might be something." <laughs> I think this is a guy. <laughs> like. But no, my, my, my larger point was, um, like, Alexander the Great ruled an empire kind of in the same size and shape of uh, the one they're describing Khan having. And, like, yeah, we, we all romanticize him now, but it's been, like, 2,500 years. But we also all remember him. Mm -hmm. And I want to say that I would hope... That if he suddenly showed up again, we'd be like, "All right, man, you got to be contained. Like, that you, we're not just gonna go let you do your thing again and hope it turns out okay. <laughs> like, you need to be, you need to be contained, man." <laughs> but no, I was, I was kind of jumping forward to the end on that because the the end is. The end of this episode is fucking insane. And oh, it's fucking bananas. Yeah. Um, I, I did want to drop in a note that, um, you know, at first I was like, it's really bullshit. Um, and it's really bad writing for her that she just like gives in to, uh, to his, his charms. Um, uh, historian MacGyver just gives it into his charms immediately. But then remember the fact that her fucking captain cannot remember her fucking name. And it doesn't seem That's like a good anybody point, on the ship seems to give much of a shit about her. And I all mean, of a sudden Spock, a, Spock reminds him of her name, but also like Spock yeah. doesn't care about anybody. So yeah, no Spock doesn't have feelings. Spock just wanted um, to be right about something. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then a, you know, a reasonably attractive guy shows up and uh, and treats you special and uh, tells you he needs your help. Uh, I that that kind of tracks. I mean, it's still shit writing, but yeah, um, it's 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 it, it is believable in a way. Um, yeah, it's still a garbage characterization. It's still profoundly misogynistic. But um, so they take over the the. He goes and you know wakes up his other guys and they take over the ship and blah blah blah. Um, I just want to make a note on him waking up his guys uh the female uniforms uh-huh what the fuck <laughs> what's fucking weird about it or is just that combat that, lingerie <laughs> that's what he was wearing when he was frozen when they first pulled him out of his little toaster oven that's what he was wearing but was apparently it? i don't so, remember that yeah 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 exact same thing oh but so, so he was also wearing combat lingerie so he's 
Okay, well, Khan is a crossdresser. We've established that now. Well, I was going to say maybe uh, the women are actually the more elite fighters and they're the ones who are, you know, sleeping and ready in their combat lingerie. Uh, and the mm. men are like... And then the, everybody else is the, in, like sweet, sleeping in a sweater and pajama pants. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's canon. Yeah, that's canon. Fuck it. Fucking combat lingerie, <laughs> diplomatic lingerie. It's all kinds of lingerie. There's, you know, that's that's one yeah. thing that we can look forward to in the future. Is uh, is just many applications of lingerie. Yeah, it's not just for the bedroom anymore, folks. You want to talk about the scene where Bones goes fucking psycho mode on him? Uh, which wait, which scene? Where he wakes up, steals oh, yeah. a knife off the wall. That scene fucking rocks. Yeah, yeah. Bones <laughs> got like. Yeah. Bones is like, fucking kill me, I'm already dead, pussy. Yeah. Yeah, that was some that was some shit from Bones. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, we that was a while ago. I for, I forgot to I didn't write that down. Cause I, I honestly I found this episode really engaging. I really liked it. Um I it, Yeah, I found it engaging and kind of horrifying because yeah, the politics in it are phew, Yeah, the politics um, are terrifying. But, um but that scene with bones oh yeah, my god just the fucking he puts a knife to he puts he grabs bones by the throat and also puts a knife to his throat and bones's response is immediately to say well to either choke me or stab me <laughs> and then like... he's that con tries to say something else and he's like you should start with the carotid artery under my under my left ear i'll bleed out faster that yeah if way. you want to like get it done just here like right here man just fucking <laughs> titanium balls on Leonard McCoy. <laughs> it's not Leonard McCoy, Isn't it? but no, Leonard McCoy is Spock. No, that's Leonard Nimoy. Oh, I think. Fuck, is it just a guy? Another guy named Leonard? I'm pretty sure that there was only a way to look it up, but yeah, I think uh, that's Bones' first name. Is uh, I I could completely be uh, be hallucinating. Um. That kind of, I actually would prefer to believe that it's just like two guys named Leonard and then. <laughs> yeah, no, Leonard McCoy. Leonard McCoy. Oh, that fucking yeah. rules. Um, yeah, we do. So. Oh, so Kirk uh, manages to get enough control over the ship uh, to release knockout gas. A lot of gas in this episode. A lot of, a lot uh, of it's gas. Very, ti- very timely. Um, but my favorite part was as soon as the gas cart starts coming in, he kind of freaks out. Scotty jumps up out of his chair, cold cocks the guy who was standing behind him, and then just runs as fast as he can out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah, great instincts, yeah. honestly. <laughs> just fucking deck the guy behind you and yeah. then book it. Which yeah, that's that is the correct move. Yeah, in that I mean, situation for it sure. Probably would have been better if he'd uh, you know looked out for Nichelle Nichols, who's been getting her face slapped uh, every which way to Tuesday uh, by one of the fucking uh, one of the the uh, Ubermensch guys. But still, it was it was a very funny moment. Well, uh, it's it's no, it's one of those moments where like you got to get your own oxygen mask on before you put somebody else's on. Right, like that right, kind of right. Thing. Punch your own guard and get your own mask before punching uh, Nichelle Nichols's guard. How yeah. about that? Um, um, how about that stuntman workout scene? So I I wrote down, um, uh, and and both of these words start with a K, and there's an exclamation point after them. Kurt combat. <laughs> yeah the uh because <laughs> um, we got some killer kirk combat uh, in this okay but let's not call it killer kirk combat or let's not spell combat with a k if we're gonna call it killer kirk combat why is there an organization i'm not familiar with that just in case uses those okay, okay. um yeah Fair so th- like normally Kirk's stunt double is like somehow obscured, either shot from the back or the lighting or whatever. But just this, the fucking engineering room was so well lit for this scene. Yeah, it was better lit than most places. I've it was been better lately. lit than several of the previous shots on the ship. 
Uh, like every time fucking Khan yeah. and uh, and Marla interact with each other, they do that thing where it's just like everything is dark and it's just the lighting starts at the hairline, only lights the face, yeah. and everything else is super dark around them. But yeah, the Kurt combat, uh, he uh, Khan gets the drop on him mm-hmm. immediately, um, takes his gun from him, and then demonstrates that he has the grip strength to bend his mm-hmm. gun in half and then never uses that grip strength again in their fight. Yeah. Which seems like a tactical I'm, oversight. I'm going to go me. ahead and say that, uh, the grip strength required to do what he did to that phaser, uh, is at least enough grip strength to crush human bone. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Human bone, not as strong as steel or whatever the fuck yeah. phasers are made out of. Um, phasers, not a doctor, but I, but I feel confident. greater than human bone. Yes. And, uh, then Kirk beats him by, so they're on the engineering deck, right? Like, yeah, they're in engineering kind of lot. I kind of lost the plot on this one, but so he, so for some reason the engineering deck has a bunch of wrenches just it wasn't even a wrench <laughs> it looked like literally um like there was a knob in a in like the in the counter or in the wall or something and he just unscrewed the knob and yanked it out and there was like a 2 foot metal pipe attached to the knob Right but there's like a whole row of them like they're fucking everywhere against the, like the panel that he was leaning against was it? Yeah, like there's just there's just they're just fucking everywhere. Okay. And I was actually really hoping that you would know what the fuck that was and and call me a dumb asshole because <laughs> that no. part made me feel like I was hallucinating. Where I'm just like, so there's just a bunch like you just have a wall with a bunch of like heavy batons in it. Yeah. As part of your engine equipment. And, you know, like sometimes you'll be in a fist fight and you can sneakily pull one out and, and just absolutely wall up the guy you're fighting. I mean, back to what we've said before about how this ship is clearly just uh, uh, an extrapolation on what we know of submarine technology, basically. Um I don't think that's a thing that exists on submarines either, man. <laughs> I mean, they're probably better secured, but certainly the engineering room of a submarine would have tools to fix things that go wrong on a submarine, right? Yeah, but not like a just a bunch of like evenly lined up slots with the same tool in them, which is what was in that scene. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't have a good, um, okay. uh, but yeah, so let's talk about the resolution. Yeah. So, um, this episode has, if, oh God, I don't even know where to begin on this one, man. Like, so here's the problem because, um, <clears throat> First of all, yes, the captain does have the authority uh, to do certain things as far as like deciding on punishments and whatever because they're on a ship and, you know, that's like uh, sea law or whatever. Um, sure. But I'm going to go ahead and say, and we touched on this when we watched Wrath of Khan, um, he would transmit that information back to Starfleet. And somebody would... Would check in on this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So somebody should have known uh, that there was a planet of potentially dangerous, megalomaniacal, uh, ubermensch people uh, on SETI Alpha 5. Uh, And somebody should have known when they went fucking uh, looking for the Genesis planet in, uh, in Wrath of Khan... They should have known where they were and that the last time anybody checked on this planet was when Kirk dumped a bunch of super people on it. Right. So here's my take uh, now that I've had a minute to think about it. Um, 
So you know how you get in internet arguments with people about Star Trek being a, like a left-wing show and people being like, you don't know what you're talking about? I actually agree with those people now. I think that Star Trek is an explicitly like right-wing reactionary show uh, because of this. Because they... Like the entire series? At least the original series. Uh, or at least... Okay, this episode. <laughs> Let's not go fucking yeah, okay. I'll give you... I'll give you I'll, yeah, I'll but give this, you episode this episode is explicitly reactionary. Because... Um, Kirk... Because, you know, like in this series, they live in this like sort of uh, post-scarcity utopia. And... Kirk at the end of this is like... Well, these people are so cool that it would be a real shame for them to actually have to integrate into um, an egalitarian society. So I'm not going to send them to a re-education camp. I'm going to put them on a world that they can colonize. And that probably won't bite anybody in the ass going forward. And so... Their perspective really is like the hero of the, I mean, the hero, the explicit hero of the show is Kirk and Kirk is a reactionary in this sense because he is saying, no, I don't like this utopian world we have. I actually want, um, I want cooler people and by cooler, he means like people that have the instinct to fucking dominate and establish hierarchy and, and brutalize people. Right. And I, I would say Kirk, doesn't necessarily not want the society that they have um but he sees it's it's that uh you know nostalgia for time past or whatever where he's like you know this is the way that we are now and the way that we are now is good but also good was the way that we were before when uh people decided things by tests of strength and by who could murder the most people that was also good nothing wrong with what we have now right but But that but that is that that is an explicitly reactionary uh thing to feel um to just be like well what if we turn the clock back um so yeah i mean i guess like that's really my concluding thought is just like oh this is uh like i think next generation maybe is is more of a progressive show but this kind of to me like the original series is kind of like what if there was a reactionary living in a uh, a post-scarcity utopia well and there's also uh, i would say uh an element of classical liberalism in Kirk's perspective here, um, because it is very much a, well, this is who they are and the way that they are. And it's okay for them to be that way because it's ever, it's okay for everybody to be the way that they are, no matter what that way is. Yeah. Uh, and therefore the good and right thing to do, uh, is to give them a place to be, uh, the, the conquerors that they are. Yeah. Like it's, it's all individualism and it's okay like for these people to like want to conquer because that's their individual prerogative and um yeah 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 and uh no actually turns out (laughs) (laughs) not not a thing that's not 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 a thing you should encourage yes (laughs) well uh so do you want to distill that into a moral uh don't encourage people to dominate other people there you go that's the moral not a funny moral this this time but one i really believe in a lot (laughs) that is also uh to be clear that is the moral of this episode of this podcast uh it is the opposite of the moral of this episode of this tv show correct (laughs) yes (laughs) do not think do not think it's cool to dominate other people whether it's you doing yeah. it or somebody else doing it, it's not cool. Yeah. It's not nice. It's not cool. Might is not right. Correct. Um, <laughs> all right. Join us uh, next week uh, or whenever we do the next bonus content uh, when we will watch this, the search for Spock, which I'm very much looking forward to. Uh, get at us on twitter.com at shipfacts at Leah like Neil at who is Jack Gunn 
and look in the show notes of this episode for a link that I will put there to our T Public store, where you can buy T-shirts with such classic Star Trek sucks lines as uh, "Warp Ten, Speed Limits Are Tyranny," and uh, what else did I put on there? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Oh, uh, whoops, all genocide. Oh, yeah. Classic. Um, That's classic. I did want to note that, so I, we talked about the order being wrong um, up top, but I actually worked out how the order is wrong, and basically we've done a 4-2-1-3 on this series, which uh, listeners oh, get at us if you want to suggest a worse order to watch uh, <laughs> four sequential things in. Um, at yeah. who is Jack Gunn at Leo Like Neil or at Shipvex, um, and uh, yeah, follow us on uh, the Instagram at Star Trek Sucks and uh, get at us on Facebook and whatnot. And thank you again for listening, as always. Yeah, yeah, we uh, love you or whatever. Had you only out. A beloved friend that there is value in the things that you value? Would you search through space and time to find the perfect words to convey your convictions? When every word counts, rise and proclaim your opinions to be the light of the galaxy! I have faith in fictional humanity. I have faith in hyperdrive mode. I have faith in new life and civilizations. Yeah.